Hi, I'm Judith Dreyer. Thank you for joining me for this podcast series, The Holistic Nature of Us. My intent is to take us, you and I, into a better understanding of the concepts behind our holistic nature and how that ties directly to the holistic nature of the world around us. How can we connect the dots in practical ways that we are nature and nature's in us? I feature a broad range of guests deeply concerned about the environmental issues of our time, and that includes us, authors and educators, practitioners and others, whose passion for this earth helps us create bridges. These folks are innovators, action-oriented, creating solutions in a variety of ways that honors ours and the planet's holistic nature. I am honored to share their stories, their projects, their passion with all of you. And today I'm delighted to introduce you to Kylie Hillerud. Kylie is a sophomore. She's a visual arts major in the School of Fine Arts and a design major. She's also the coordinator for the Yukon Perg Zero Waste Campaign. And welcome, Kylie. It's a, it's an honor and pleasure to not only talk with you, but to be a part of your enthusiasm and all the good things that you and your committee are actually creating on the campus so welcome well thank you so much for having me i um i'm really honored to to be on your podcast good so let's begin with you you're a sophomore you're in the school of fine arts design is your major how did you get involved with the zero waste campaign um well before i got involved with the zero waste campaign i was just involved with yukon perg in general um so it was a fresh my freshman semester i think it was like my second class i've ever had um, they came in and had a class announcement. And basically what got me, they said, you know, we are mobilizing students to make change. You know, we don't have to wait till post-graduation to make a real change in some of these really issues that we, we worked on. And um, before college, like activism, like I was aware of it. Um, I thought it was a very polarizing um, political thing. Uh, but when I came to college, I was like, I knew no one because I was I come from out of state, so I knew no one at this huge university. And this was my first opportunity to get involved, and I said, "Okay, I'll do it." Um, and I became an intern on the 100% renewable energy campaign. Um, I was really kind of under fully understanding like what was happening in our environment. Like I was aware, but now I was becoming like hyper aware of like the actual impacts that, like for example, like fossil fuels um, and natural gas. Are, are doing on the environment. So I got involved with that campaign and worked on it for about two semesters. Um, and then we went to a conference in Boston, like a whole group of us, and it was basically about like zero waste. Um, and all these like people, all it was like this whole, whole group of people, and a lot of these people were community members in like small towns in Massachusetts. And they were like, yeah, like we're the Girl Scout troop and we were able to get like a bag band done and this is how we did it. And just watching their stories and listening to them and talking to them face to face like inspired me. Um, and that's what really got me interested in the zero waste campaign because I was like, oh, we can make real action on this. That's kind of, that's like simple, but it's also very effective. Um, and at that camp, at that, um, like that meeting that we went to in, in Boston, I like really understood like the impacts of like our waste. Like again, I knew it was bad, but I didn't know how bad it was. Um, and yeah, that's what kind of got me interested in zero waste. Um, but then 
but this is like my, my first semester actually running the campaign um, because last semester I was working on um, in increasing voter turnout for the midterm elections. Uh, but yeah, this is my first time running the campaign and I'm really excited about it because um, we have we have like lots of victories with this campaign, especially locally, that we're building movement to bring it statewide, which is the whole point of the campaign um, with the statewide bag ban. So Kylie, why don't you take us through um, the victories, if you could sum that up mm -hmm. for us, and then tell us how you're going forward. Mm -hmm. So this campaign originally started as the Stop Polystyrene campaign. Um, so this is like foam containers, foam cups. Um, this was specifically like a corporation campaign targeted against Dunkin' Donuts um, with their foam cups. Um, that campaign started, I think, fall 2017. Um, and then by spring 2018, Dunkin' Donuts made a commitment to phase out uh, polystyrene cups by the year 2020, which was an awesome victory um, for all of us um, national, like our nation nationwide. Um, but then after going to this conference, we were like, okay, let's focus here. Like, let's focus on Mansfield. Let's focus on UConn and see what we can do. Um, so we met with the, um, actually at this conference, there were people from the Solid Waste Advisory Committee, which is a committee in Mansfield, basically kind of self-explanatory, worried about solid waste. Um, they were there and they were like, oh, you guys are from UConn. We're like, yeah, we kind of started talking. And they were like, yeah, we're trying to work on getting a bag band passed in Mansfield. And um, Kelly Rafferty at the time was like, she really uh, took like a lead on this. She was like, okay, what can we do um, to like help this, to like make it go faster basically? And they were like, can you build student support? So that's what we did. Um, because at the time we thought that the bag band would have jurisdiction over UConn, um, which we later found out that wasn't the case. <laughs> but when we were, when we found out, um, when we were originally doing this, uh, we started, you know, just going in dining halls and being like, hey, like, would you be in favor of this? And a lot of students said yes. Um, and a lot of students agreed with it, and they were, like, really behind this. Um, I can't remember the actual number of student petitions we got in the spring, but it was well over, like, a, a thousand, I believe. Um, and we just, like, started, like, basically educating the public and being like, hey, like, these are the actual harmful effects of plastic bags, and this is what you could do maybe day to day to like mitigate those effects. Um, so we were talking with the Solid Waste Advisory Committee. We kind of did all we could do. Um, and then like what we were doing with them is basically like education um, because there really wasn't much that else we could do besides be like, hey, here's student support. But also like we went to like the testifying on the, in the town hall. Um, we said, you know, hey, you know, we are the students um, in Mansfield, like, we actually care about this. Um, and it was amazing to see, we actually did that, like, three, four weeks ago, I think. Um, there were, like, it was packed. Good um, for you. <laughs> it was packed. Like, especially, like, young children, like, elementary school children. Um, the community really came together and showed support of, like, hey, we actually care about the community. I mean, we actually care about the environment. This community cares about this environment. Um, here's some small step that we can take to better it. Um, so that was really powerful. But as well as our work at UConn, we were able to get um, UConn Dining Services to ban plastic bags in the union and our grab-and-goes. Um, and basically that was kind of like, we sat down with Dennis Pierce, who's the head of dining services, and we said, hey, like, what do you need for this to happen? 
Um, I think that's such an important thing, like having those meetings be like, okay, this is what we want. This is what do you want for that to happen, basically? And he said, show me that students support this. Um, and we did that. That is something we are really good at doing <laughs> is talking to students and saying face to face, like, hey, would you like this? Or if they were like, no, we're like, OK, so why? Um, and then maybe explaining some of those like, you know, environmental impacts are like, oh, maybe that makes sense. Like, why do we even need plastic bags if you're just carrying out like a small mac and cheese? Like, you don't you don't really need that. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we just built student support for uh, dining services around this. Um, and then 90 percent of the students we surveyed like were in favor of this. Um, and then the, it was literally like the week before finals, we got like the go ahead. And it was like, yeah, we're going to uh, not have plastic bags anymore. We're going to have paper bags, um, which are like not as be- not much better, but um, paper bags with a fee to uh, sway students to bring their own bags. Mm-hmm. Right. Here's- That's very good. What I liked about in your story is that you asked a very important question of the dining service. What do you need? Because yeah. in order for something to be a win-win, everybody's got to feel, number one, supported, and number two the action that they have to take is appropriate to what they can give out. And if they mm-hmm. can't give it out, it's not going to be effective. So it sounds like uh, you guys had the right approach, uh, the right timing, and people are open to it. It's happening around the planet anyway, whether we like it or not. It's happening in our country town by town, whether we like it or not. We're getting rid of plastic bags. and. You guys have made um, a huge impact on campus life uh, with your campaign. So tell me more. So you got the dining services, and now I believe you said you're looking at legislation? Yes. So right now this campaign is um, our statewide campaign in Conperg. So we're not only UConnberg, we're part of Conperg, which is a bigger statewide organization, um, where we have uh, a chapter at UConn Hartford and then Trinity College. Both They're both in Hartford. Um, so we decided as a state, we're like, okay, we want this to be our like lead campaign. Um, and we were like, okay, so we want it to be our lead, but what's our, what's our, like our, um, trying to think like, what's the like lens we were looking at this. And I said, I was like, I think we should try to do a statewide bag, man. Like it's building momentum. If you look at the states around us, like where I'm from in New York, it's like in the city, they just, um, and going into this year, they banned plastic bags. It's building movement in small towns upstate where I'm from. Um, in Massachusetts, literally every other town has one. Um, in Boston, just recently going into this new year again, um, bag ban, I meant banned bags. Sorry. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, so, and it's building movement in the state, not only here, um, in stores, but also like Westport, um, a bunch of places in Fairfield County. Um, so I was like, I think we should, you know, have a statewide angle on this uh, legislatively. Um, and then we since we are like a, a statewide organization, we do have a lobbyist um, in the state house who basically is like our man on the inside. Um, and he was like, yeah, I think this is a good idea. Like he said, without like us doing like anything, without us doing anything, that there's going to be bills proposed uh, for this. Um, and he was right. Like three, I think. Uh, bills were proposed for different like variations of a bag ban so like a bag fee uh like a bag ban and then a bag ban with like foam containers also um so right now where the bill currently sits 
Um, it's actually in the environmental committee. Um, so that's a small group of like both, uh, senators and representatives who care about the environment basically and, um, look through all legislation that's proposed about the environment. Um, and then they vote whether or not it, they vote on it or against it. Um, it, we want to vote on it, them to vote on it so that the bigger, you know, CGA, um, Connecticut General Assembly can uh, vote on it. Uh, so right now what we're doing is we're kind of mobilizing students. So um, we're, first of all, kind of researching these like these committee members, especially the top six, to kind of do that thing again where it's like we want to meet with them and say, like, hey, we really want this as students. Like, what do you need from us to like to show you that basically? Um, but also we are collecting petitions. Um, we have a goal of about collecting 3,000 petitions from UConn alone, um, basically saying like, hey, as I'm a student from UConn and I support this, and I think that you know the Environmental Committee, the CGA, and then eventually Ned Lamont um, should sign off on this and vote on it. Um, we are holding big events. So these are big events not only to vote, but like, hey, this is what we're doing, but to educate people. Because a lot of people don't, like, I don't want to say they don't understand, but I just don't think they know like all the facts um because talking to people there'd be like well how can i like carry my groceries or something like that or like is this really going to be effective it has such a small like, carbon um impact and then we'll lay out the facts we say like hey like this is actually really important especially if you look at pollution in general um and then plastic pollution is i meant plastic production is very harmful to surrounding areas um so basically giving them the facts and also giving them the resources. So if this gets passed, it's like, hey, this is like these are some of the resources that you could use, you know, to basically live a less wasteful life. Um, when we want to plan, we're trying to plan this um, Zero Waste Awareness Week, actually, um, basically, which is going to be like a bunch of workshops of giving giving students like those resources, how to live like a, a less wasteful life, especially on campus, because it's kind of it's really hard Um on campus when like all the dining services um they'll use like plastic plastic contain like plastic shell containers um when folks are just like sitting like two feet away from where they got the food and immediately throwing them out um so kind of giving students those resources um as well as just you know doing like letters to the editors um in local towns um, writing writing letters to our uh, local representatives saying, hey, like we care about these issues and I think you should vote favorably on this. Um, and then doing like call-ins. So um, recently on Thursday, um, on Valentine's Day, we had a legislative call-in table um, and we were able to get like 35 students to call the representative and be like, hey, um, I'm, a st- I'm your constituent. Um, I go to UConn. Uh, there's this bill. Um, I have to see the actual number. Um, there's this bill coming up. Um, I want you to vote favor- favorably for it because of this reason. And what's the um, bill? Do you have the bill number? Yeah, I'm getting it right now. Okay. It's Senate Bill 227, an act prohibiting the use of single-use pro- plastic bags. Okay. Yeah, so basically the campaign is mobilizing students to, like, talk to the representative Um and talk to their representatives or and sign petitions in support of us, but also to get educated and have those resources to live a less like wasteful life less wasteful life. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. Um, having worked at Westcon, I, I, I 
taught at West Con Holistic Health Studies for a number of years, and my impression of the Yukon College system is, yes, you've got Yukon, but then the other uh, West Con, Eastern Connecticut, Central Connecticut, are they part of your umbrella, or are they separate institutions doing their own thing? They're separate institutions, like... Yukon, we have, it's Yukon, then it's Yukon Hartford, like Yukon Waterbury, Yukon Avery Point, like we have those different campuses. Um, but we're at like Westcon Southern, Eastern, like different entities. I think that they're all like the same, right. like I fall under the same too. branch. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're not like, they don't fall under like Yukon's umbrella. Okay. Interesting. So you've got this great campaign, and you sound like you have several uh, action steps uh, in place to get in touch with the legislators and to make your points, your your talking points, and to give them good quality information. Um, I think what I find a little bit disappointing with some legislators is that you can give them some of the science, but they still discount it anyway. Mm. Yeah. So I'm sure you're going to be up against that a little bit, uh, just because everybody has their opinion about how to read the facts, and we all, you know, we get that, but you still uh, want to make a point, and you have to get those resources together. Are there any resources you can give my listeners that you think would be valuable for them today to look into? Um, I definitely think just, like, in terms of, like, plastic pollution, um, and resources, definitely, like, the documentary Bagot, um, it's, it's very eye-opening of, like, the, the really, like, awful effects of plastic pollution, not only in the U.S., but worldwide, um, and it's just really eye-opening, and it's kind of shocking, um, to see those images of just like beaches like filled with plastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so it provides a lot of like science behind um, kind of like plas- plastic in oceans and how it breaks down mm-hmm. um, and how that affects marine life. Um, it's really interesting. It's a really good watch. Mm-hmm. Good. I know I watched several years ago Water, uh, mm-hmm. that documentary, and they go into how a plastic bottle is made. Uh, I believe they highlighted one facility in Texas, and there's actually. Um, quite a bit of illness in that town. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's Houston. Um, oh, it's Houston, okay. I'm pretty sure it is. Um, I went to just uh, in January um, our national like conference for PERGs, like our student PERG chapters, um, and we were talking just like, um, I think, I'm pretty sure it is Houston, but um, like the the like the like um, residents around those um like production plants like they've just seen a like a raise in like childhood cancer by like i don't know by by a lot but it's just crazy like the like how how awful the production aspect of it is too Mm -hmm. um with like the use of like natural gas and um making plastic bags Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and we're going to start to change that industry as well one as every town gets on board across our country it's going to make a difference for the, the the particular models that are in place have to change, um, and they have people have to get work. So if they worked in the bottling plant, where do they go if the plant closes down? So we're talking about a really huge issue that has tremendous impact on lifestyle and changes um, to us as a country. What's surprising to me is that we just are so far behind. European countries who have made some great changes and they've done it 
it seems like it's not only they've done it, but they've done it in a way that it's incorporated today in their lifestyle. It's not yeah. something that they're struggling with, if that's the right word. Any other resources? So we have a, um, can they call, they can call Conperg. Is there a site that you like to recommend that gives tips on h how to decrease your waste? Um, the EPA, like, is always a good website, in my opinion. Um, they really just break down, especially um, reducing food waste, which I think is um, something that's, like, not kind of talked about, um, the, the impact that, like, food waste has, especially just, like, in our society where, you know, where we have um, folks who are homeless um, and our impact of food waste and how we could kind of shift that to maybe solving another issue. Um, the EPA has some really good resources on, like, food waste and how to reduce that and how to actually compost at home. Um, that's something that I've kind of struggled with in college is how do I compost here? Because mm -hmm. um, there's no resources and it's kind of hard. Um, and Yukon by itself doesn't, like, have a composting um, facility. And we don't, to my knowledge, compost the food. Um, so that's a good resource as well. That's your next campaign, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, we have a... Conberg, we also have a, um, a hunger and homelessness campaign, um, and one of the one of the guys there, Austin, he's great. Um, he's trying to start a thing called Swipe Out Hunger. So this would be using this leftover food that like the dining that uh, dining service produces instead of like throwing it out, um, like having it for folks who don't have meal plans or st students who are struggling on campus um, financially, and having like kind of like a food pantry. Mm -hmm. Um, so he's definitely working on that, but that's something that we want to work on in terms of like, um, industrial composting. Like that is something that I think we could do. Like most colleges in, um, Boston, um, have like composting in all their dining, in all their dining halls. Um, and then they ship it off and to an industrial, um, composter. Um, and they deal with the waste there. Interesting. Well, we certainly, um, have some great potential for your college years, you know, to stay involved with this, especially getting this legislation through, which is um, it's a huge kudos to you if it does go, go through and does pass. Do you have three tips from your perspective that you'd like to share with the listeners? Yes. Um, talk to your representatives and your legislators. Um, they don't get a lot of calls in general from their constituents, and just like that one call, um, really is kind of impactful to them. Um, so it's Senate Bill 227, an act prohibiting the use of single-use plastic bags. Um, you can find most, you can find your representative member on the CGA website. Um, and even, not even, not only even calling, but, you know, writing them a letter, writing them an email, just any, like, form of contact where it's like, hey, I really support this, and I think this is why you should as well. Um, Reducing your waste, like, at, at an individual standpoint is also, um, something that's really important because, um, you can, like, preach this, but if you don't live it, it's kind of, it's very hypocritical. Um, so just, you know, you don't have to go all or nothing fast, but, you know, making those slow, those slow steps to, you know, not, not going to Dunkin' every single day and using the, you know, their, their foam containers and bringing your own, um, or making just coffee at home, like those small steps really have like a very large um, environmental impact, in my opinion. Um, so that would be another one. Um, and then just like talk to people. 
like talk to your friends about this talk to your family about this get their perspective um this is one of my favorite things to do especially with my father because me and him disagree on a lot of things um but just like talking to him and being like well why do you think like this would be a bad idea and just like kind of understanding like that side but also like sitting down and having that conversation where it's like well actually like this would happen or these this is what you could use to mitigate you know that effect if this goes through so just talking to people and you know educating them if if they need it um that would probably be the last one cool those are very those are very good i just want to reiterate the first one talking to your legislator so i can be really clear with the listeners in connecticut they can go to the connecticut general assembly website Mm -hmm. they can look up their town they can find out who their state uh representatives are Mm -hmm. as well as our our federal uh, Mm um congress and congressman and senator who they are if they don't know that already and shoot them an email and that's a very easy thing to do because when you go to that website and you click on their name their their email yes. is right there so you can just send that off and I highly recommend people to do that we need to be more proactive I think and heard uh, it's very easy to get complacent yes. and I think we're in the problems that we're having environmentally are because we've gotten very complacent so you're doing some good work Thank you so much. Okay. Do you have anything else to add before we sign off? Um, go Huskies. Uh, that's that's all. <laughs> go Huskies. All my family and, and friends are all Yukon Husky fans. That's for sure. Uh, well, listen. Um, it's been a pleasure talking with you. Um, I'm truly uh, honored and in awe of the work that you and your committees are doing at your age level on a campus, making a difference. And we need. Uh, more of you to to uh, raise your voice, um, but take practical action, and I think that's what you're doing is, is taking practical action. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. Um, I love talking about the work we're doing because, yeah, like you said, it's no, not not a lot of people are doing it, um, and more like young people need to be doing this work um, because students are the forefront of social change and any social movement and social um, revolutionary aspect. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You are welcome. So I'd like to say that um, I'm Judith Dreyer. I'm the author of At the Garden's Gate book and blog. My book is available through my website, which is www.judithdreyer.com, as well as several distribution arms, such as Amazon, Nook, Goodreads, and more. I'd like to remind all of you that a transcript is available for each podcast. Please like and share them. Let's support each other and get the word out. Remember... Now is the time for practical action and profound interchange so we value our world again. Enjoy your day.